to the hop with Gabe and Steven. It's your craft hello, beer podcast. Hello, hello, hello. It's your favorite craft beer podcast, the craft beer podcast making beer fun, inclusive, and entertaining each and every week. My name is Steven Humes here with Gabriel Apria. What is happening, everybody? Thank you for joining us on another great Thirsty Thursday. Holy crap, we're back. We we didn't disappear. We told you guys we'd be back. Uh, I, I will slowly remember how to do this, but uh, we're ready to to drink. We got a brand new brewery, two, two awesome dope beers, and we're excited to get into round 120. It may have been a bit longer for us than it has been for you True. since we were on these mics, but yeah, round 120. Wow. And we're back in in California. We're at Brewery West, spelled the Dutch way. It's Brewery West. Uh, it's confusing to look at, but... Listen, if you're like me, you're going to find a bunch of different examples on how to pronounce it online. I suggest you just go to the brewery website. It's much easier. I heard Brouwerge. I heard <laughs> I heard Brouwerge. I heard all of it, and I it's, was just like, I don't... Oh, I think it's, it's brewery. Just, oh, it's good. just brewery. <laughs> it is, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I did all this work for nothing. But yeah, Brewery West. Spelled the Dutch way. Uh, but yeah, they've been a staple in California for a good number of years, I think about five, six years. And uh, I have a lot of friends who just really like their beers and like the uh, kind of craft and stuff they have going on. And we were able to get some beer styles that we don't normally have on the show. So this seemed like a good, exciting time to bring it back out west uh, yeah. so we're excited to do that hey very exciting have you been following the hop on our social medias if not what are you doing you're doing something wrong in life so it's the hopod at gmail.com that's the email address the instagram is the hopodcast as well as the twitter you can send us an email with like beer suggestions or requests or anything like that uh complaints we guess we forward those to our intern. His name is Bob Ross. Uh, it changes every week. So <laughs> <laughs> We're also available on YouTube as a video product. You can find the show. Watch the show if you want to. Uh, watch the stream. Just search for the Hoppa Craft Beer Podcast. When you find us, found us, you can click the bell to subscribe and get notified whenever a video goes live. And tell your friends about the show. That really is the most important thing that we ask for. That and the rate and reviews. Those things matter. Um, but you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. So spread the word, spread the love, help grow our hop community. We appreciate it. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know how you're fighting the Sunday scaries this summer because we've been thinking of some ideas and uh, I think a pool is needed. I think I don't think I'm the only one thinking that it's hot out. It's hot. But uh, other than that, you know, here to drink beer. So we're here for you guys. I have a pool. Uh, Let's get into the news. Screw you. Beer news. Well, it's the summer and it's july and that means like everyone's on vacation and that means there's just not a lot of news to talk about but we have a few things we found some stuff we cobbled some things together uh in the world of highlights there's we're not going to go too far into this story but just to mention that new jersey breweries are kind of at war with their weird government about new taproom restrictions that have been proposed in the new jersey legislature 
New Jersey and alcohol need mm. to get their things together. That's just Amen. how I feel about it. It's, Amen. It's weird. They have really weird and bad liquor laws. And, yes. uh, you know, there's the whole discounting alcohol thing that I guess is now approved. I don't know. But it's a lot. And it's just weird. I don't get it. Um, but that's where that's where we're at. So I, I can only imagine what their new restrictions are. Well, they're going to. Yeah, I mean, we are like I said, we don't want to get too in the weeds on the on the legislation and stuff. But New Jersey breweries are fighting it. And you know what, guys? We wish you all the best. Uh, it's either that or move your brewery out of the state. And that takes a lot more work. So good luck fighting the New Jersey government. Woof. Good luck with that. Okay, our first story. Do you guys remember how amazing it was when Brewery <laughs> X took over modern times? LOL. That's not happening anymore. They bow, they're bowing out. They said, we're going to hold on to our 27.5 million. It was probably more than that. They said they're going to hold on to it. They're going to bow out. So now Maui Brewing, like we originally reported a, couple, a few episodes ago, they're now in line to acquire modern times. Why did Brewery X back out? We don't know. Uh, we are still in the process of looking for that info. Uh, every article we've been reading has been blocked out. They are contesting issues. They basically cited issues with the sale in the court, and they basically said, yeah, we don't want this anymore. They kind of pulled an Elon Musk, but without the drama. Uh, and <laughs> Maui Brewing, yeah, they're apparently next in line, but who knows if they will make the bid or end up with a sale. There was also a brewery that I don't even remember which brewery it was at this point that like got pissed off and had issues with it. Um, but that brewery was interested. I don't know. We'll see what happens to modern times, but it's all in flux. This whole thing could be a TV series or something. It's just it honestly, twists and turns. And it honestly could. I feel like it could even be a soap opera at this point. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like every time we've reported on it, Something new is just completely just like, like it's just completely different turn. It's almost like we should just wait for the facts and then talk about it when we have concrete information. But it's just fun to keep tabs on this stuff. So <laughs> if you've been listening consecutively, you're We're gonna, you're, in, you're in on the joke. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. And secondly, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brewery X is no longer acquiring, acquiring modern times. We'll have to start a new segment called Where's Modern Times at This Week with a drop and everything. We just I mean, give, I'm not opposed. We'll bring it to the board. We'll, we'll see bring it what up they want at the next staff meeting. Uh, all right. Our next story, Pliny the Younger. Um, you know I love to talk about it. And we just wanted to give it a shout out because they set a record this year. The Pliny the Younger release set a record for most uh, economic impact generated uh in all the years they've been doing this they raised a whopping 6.1 million dollars in economic impact mike anything to say about yeah that's what i thought exclamation point this event damn we've talked about it a lot but if you're not familiar uh basically pliny the younger is russian river brewing's tripa their triple ipa which is the elder brother or younger brother however you want to see it of their Pliny the Elder which is a double IPA and it 
is released every year in this big event that brings people from far and wide to Northern California and they make a show of it and they re- release it for like two weeks or so. It usually happens in the beginning of February. This year it was pushed off because of Rony Roan and happened uh, in like the March-April bridge. But it happened and it raised $6.1 million. This was $1 million more than was raised in 2020. So it's dope. What it means is that they will continue to have this event. And we talked about it. They were bottling it for the first time this year. So that was a big deal. And there were wristbands and like bottles of this on the black market were going for like hundreds of dollars after the fact. Like it's it's kind of like the great white whale of the craft beer community. So uh, Gabe. Yes. Keep your February free. We're going to Northern California. Bro, my February is always for you, bro. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's just so cool. And is, isn't is this the event where it, you know, you said it only lasts two weeks. I think it, it doesn't it wrap up sooner than that. Don't they sell out within like four days or some shit like that? Because people literally yeah. will fly across the country for this beer. And I got to be honest, I don't blame them. The bottles that they did. Yeah, they sold out of the bottles like instantly. I mean, I, I think they were Insane. offering them online in some capacity and they sold out of that like right quick. And then. Uh, they were limiting bot like you could only get two bottles ahead because they were limiting it because of but people like it like we said and we've reported on it for every year we've been doing this podcast but the people come from all over the world to the Russian River Valley and it's great it you know generates a lot of revenue for the local businesses the local restaurants the hotels everything like that so it's a big deal and it's uh it went very very well in 2021 so congrats Russian River here's to a strong 2022. Russian River can hang. Oh, they can hang. Oh, they can and, hang. And finally, our final story. I don't know. Are, are we doing the music? What are we Why doing not? here? We love oh, to sure. do it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it's if becoming ever... a weekly thing. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of this week in gross, it's this week in who's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Boston Beer Company... They produce a, something called a bevy long drink. And if you didn't hear about it, this is going to make it even more funnier. Uh, they're pulling the plug on it. They have decided enough is enough and they're getting rid of it. They launched it in September of 2021. So uh, not even a full year. That sucks. Uh, but in a statement to Vine Pear, the company said, quote, it believes that bevy is a great tasting product that is just a bit ahead of its time. Okay. It will look to reintroduce it to select markets in 2023. So if you're a diehard fan of this, it might be coming back. We'll see. What is a long drink? So let's just, yeah, let's get into, let's dive into that a little bit because I feel like you see it everywhere. And I just was like, what does this mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. It's weird. I know. I will tell you. What it is is basically a long drink is a broad term that refers to a cocktail that has a relatively large volume of liquid. So that means like like five to nine to 12 ounces of liquid as opposed Mm. to less than that. So it does refer to a lot of classic cocktails like a gin and tonic, a Long Island, a Tom Collins. I guess a margarita would qualify, although maybe not because maybe that's more alcohol but it but i feel like it would though you have to put a lot of liquid into making it yeah that's what the term is generally like a highball is is a long Mm. drink these are 
drinks generally served in a taller glass with a larger volume of liquid, and it's different from a short drink, which would be something with less liquid, So, and they tend to be stronger, the short drinks do. So you're talking about like your old fashions here, right? Like your, or just, you know, something straight up. So that's what the term is generally. The Finnish long drink is a cocktail. It's a specific kind of cocktail. It's typically made from gin and grapefruit soda, usually with some other things like lemon juice, sometimes cranberry juice, different things like mm. that, some lime. So all that to say, this product and other products like it, Finnish long drink RTD products are ready to drink versions of this finished long drink cocktail. So that's what it was. And if that sounds delicious to you and you're like, oh my God, I want to try that. Well, you can't because they just killed the product. So ha ha sucks to be you. Sorry. Uh, the line featured flavors of juniper and citrus, three flavors, hard citrus refresher, hard berry refresher, and hard lemon lime refresher. When I hear refresher, I don't think cocktail. I think like seltzer, but Maybe that's just me. It was 5.8% ABV. That's not high enough. That's why it's dead. That's why they're pulling the plug. Well, if you're really into it, then harass the shit out of Boston Beer Company, and maybe it'll be back in 2023. Who knows? Maybe they'll give it another go. And look, they've kept the uh, hard twisted tea going this long over there at uh, Boston Beer Co. So if anyone can pull it off, it's them. All right, uh, Gabe has a toast, and then we are going to get into some drinking. Hit me with that. Boom. Jack Sparrow. (laughs) This has nothing to do with pirates. I just wanted the song. All right. I tried to find a toast about the Netherlands, about Dutch. Failed experiment. So here we are. Now I, friend, drink to you, friend. As my friend drank to me. And I, friend, charge to you, friend. As my friend charge me. That you, friend, drink to your friend. As my friend drank to me. And the more we drink together, friend, the merrier we will be. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. When life is a bitch, beer is a must. Cheers. Amen. We We didn't even get to the intense part of this music. I know, I was trying to time it, it didn't work. Okay. I figured, ah, screw it, it's, we'll fix it later. It's such a long intro, it's hard to get there, <laughs> but it is epic. Okay, let's get Dutch up in this piece. We're going to Brewery West. It's We're going to get West. some emails. All right, uh, I'm excited, let's do it. I mentioned that we were going to kick things off or that we were going to feature a style we haven't had on the show before, or at least not much of, and it's here, right here in the form of the Jaws Rice Lager, which is a Japanese-style lager uh, that the brewery made towards the end of last year. It comes in at 5% ABV. The IBUs don't matter. Beer Advocate has it around a 3.5, untapped 3.33. And it's a rice lager. Now, this is a so this is a Japanese style. I don't think we've ever had it on the show at all. Uh, I don't believe we have. No. So this is new. This is our uh, 
This is our inaugural rice lager rice beer. Lager. But rice lagers are good. I've had them before. I'm sure you've had one or two before. Yeah. If you've ever gone to a sushi place or something like that, like this is, you know, kind of all of your Asahi, uh, Sapporo, Kirin, you know, any of those are going to be rice lagers. And basically what they are is they're similar to American macro lagers like your Bud Lights and stuff, but uh, they have a large portion of quote unquote adjunct grain that is added to the malted barley. Now, our good friends over at uh, Molson Coors have chosen to brew an adjunct lager in the form of their uh, corn syrup. That they brew. Stay thirsty, my friends. Not a fan. But in this case, back. the oh, adjunct no. is back. The adjunct is rice, and uh, the result is usually a very light beer, like lighter color, lighter flavor profile, uh, a little bit sweeter. The hops are very subtly biting, but it tends to be pretty dry and very easy drinking. Um, very easy drinking. And and light. I mean, at SRM chart wise, you know, here's the beer in the glass. And you could <laughs> you could just see for those of you right. on YouTube because of the green screen it literally it went just, away. <laughs> that is amazing. It's yeah. I mean, it, here I'll wow. hold it up in front of me. That might help. Gabe's is better. Too. There we go. It's you can literally up like a one see or my two. face. Like, look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's super but, super light. Yeah. Wow. But refreshing. That, that was so funny. We've never had that before. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, just because. You know, we're going to talk about the can artwork later, but if you're on YouTube and you know what the can looks like, it's a bunch of letters. And I got to be honest, I didn't know it was called Jaws Rice Locker until earlier today, to yeah, be you, completely honest with you. You got to look hard on this can. I mean, because it's there. It's see the can's useless with the green screen, but it's there. Uh, but there's a lot of other le- letters going on around it. And I, I like for a while, I was like, is there any pattern Hid, here i mean do these hidden mean message anything? yeah yeah i'm like making words like a word search then i decided uh, this no. is zap now uh, let me ask you this are 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 our cans exactly the same like or is it like we all have different letters in different areas like like show your your pizza yeah, slice i'm seeing the same letters i think oh, uh, okay all right the ocg easy but it's a oh, fair okay. question right. because the letters are like raised on the can and they feel like they're stickers. They're clearly stickers. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, how cool would it be if every can, it was just a different assortment. And you, if you got the special can, you want a trip to Japan. I don't know. Across the board, can art for this place is is fascinating. So I'm sure you and Bob Ross will have a fun I'm time. I'm sure that score will be high. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get into this light-colored Japanese-style beer. Uh, the only brewery hmm. we found from the descri- from the... The only description we found from the brewery is it just says a crushable rice lager. Don't think any more information is necessary. Please enjoy responsibly. So, I love that. I love thanks. that because it's like, don't worry about what we think. What do you think? And that's that's the way I rate. I see it um, right off of the first smell of it. Uh, getting a little bit of that sweetness. It's a little fruity, but not overbearing. I feel like it's more floral than citrusy. I feel like I'm smelling Sauvignon Blanc. I yes. get white grape like Ooh. crazy. Green apple, white grape, a uh, lot of stone fruit, not a lot of like, because we, we say fruity a lot, but uh, we typically mean citrus and like orange and mango and stuff. And I guess there's subtle hints of like maybe some pineapple or some mango, 
but really it's that stone fruit, it's green apple and uh and Boys white grape, like I said. Berry. Yeah, Sauvignon Blanc for sure. Little bit of lemon. Are we about to get wine drunk like we're in a freaking book club? I hope so. We've never this <laughs> We've never done a wine episode of The Hop. This could be our we first. We should. We should. Oh, that'd be so funny. Because we'd be wine drunk, and that's a totally different than beer drunk. But that's a straight to your head drunk is what that oof, is. That's a headache. That's a fun time and a bad next day is what that is. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into a Japanese rice lager here. You want to take a sip? Why not? All right. Thank you, Brewerage West. The sweetness is there. The florality is there. I think it's it's insane how easy this goes down. This is basically carbonated water. But, but that is not a knock on the beer. The flavor is there. I feel like it's it's very muted. However, I think that's the style. I did have jasmine rice with dinner tonight. So I don't know how that computes. But... It's the florality is there. That was one of the the strongest notes I got off the taste. Some good carbonation, not a lot of carbonation, but some good carbonation. I'm not getting any sort of back, any sort of back end bitterness. None of that. Um, very simple, delicate. Yeah, um, I think easy drinking is definitely the word. Uh, there's there a good bit of sweetness. I don't think it drinks quite like wine. I think all of those fruit things are there, but there's a, the grain comes through, and that um, you know the sweetness of the grain and the sweetness of the rice that's added to it adds an additional um, sort of honey or an additional sort of agave thing, additional earthiness and straw flavor that's a little bit sweeter. Uh, some sweet you know bread stuff like that. So. It tends to balance out the fruitiness, I think. Um, it is, yeah, it's highly carbonated. That's true to the style. Uh, it's got a nice sort of zing in the mouth, but it's not like, I mean, it's it's just ridiculously easy to drink. Very, very little like lingering on the back end or anything like that. We did neglect to talk about really what it looks like other than super clear and super light, but I will say it poured with like very little head and that went away very quickly yeah. so it's just it's I've got super like, clean i've got like half a ring of head around but it just it looks drinks like ever- slightly alcoholic apple juice yes that's <laughs> it, it honestly does but the other thing is you mentioned white wine so now it, it i i all i see in my glass is white wine now and all i could think of is if you go to a vineyard and play a prank on someone and you hand them a glass of this and you're like it's chardonnay and they take a sip they'll be like what? Why is? Wait a minute. So I think you could play a prank on someone. That's how similar to wine it looks. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, like I said, I think um, when you take a sip, that grain will come through. And if you're like, you know, you'll it's it doesn't drink like wine per se, no. but it definitely smells like it for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's got that, as you said, like grain or a little bit of let's say like straw or wheat. Yeah, back end like it's it's very it's clearly you know clearly a beer but it's it's got the emphasis on lager it's just very very muted very very turned down i think if you're someone that's used to craft beer the way a lot of fans of brewery west are 
I think this is a beer that you you could easily drink and be like disappointed in or something. Or I mean, to be honest, it's not one I would pick off their menu because I'd be expecting that. But I don't mean to say that in any kind of a knock. It's more a knock on the style than a knock on on this beer. Mm. I actually think because of that, it's very refreshing to me. I mean, the fact that we're drinking it is like, this is really, you know, I'm really glad that I have a bunch more of these in my fridge. And it's just really clean, simple, refreshing, uh, you know, crisp. All of those things come to mind. And it just sort of reminds you why those beers that we hate, the big macro beers, are so popular. Because these uh, slightly sweeter adjunct lager styles serve a definite purpose. I mean, you know, you want to get day drunk by the pool or something, this will do it. Sure. I was just going to ask, where do you think you'd be drinking this? Sure. Barbecue. Let's barbecue it up. The pool. I feel like this isn't just a sit by the pool drink. This is like you're in one of the floaties in the (laughs) middle of the pool, sunglasses on, sunbathing with this beer in your hand. Yeah. It's one of those. You're at a baseball game or something or you're like, you know, I I don't know about tailgate as much. Doesn't it says summer to me more than it says winter, but like I guess the point of it is to be honest, okay, this is like opening the window into the world of Steven a little bit, but I tend to if I like going out to dinner, I tend to choose restaurants by like what can I drink first and then I'll find food I like. And so because of that, right. I don't go out for sushi or Japanese food a lot because I don't like uh, the beers. I just don't like what I can drink there. But this is a good reminder to me that because they just they typically don't have any craft beer, you know, nothing yeah. like that. So it's it's hard. But this is a good reminder to me that like, no, this style is uh, is valid and has a purpose. And um, it took an American craft brewery to get me there. But and maybe it shouldn't have. But uh Hey, Sapporo just bought Stone Brewing, right? So right. maybe yeah, exactly. It all it all connects full circle. See, yes, we follow up. Yeah, I I would love this with some sushi. I feel like that'd be a great dinner. Uh, I had sushi kind of recently, loved it, and it's just so it's so inviting. It's so crisp and refreshing. It's just it's like fun in a glass. But it's yeah. not going to get you drunk. I'm sorry, but it won't. It's like, yeah, we could drink 12 of these. I don't want to drink 12 of these. This ain't going to make you feel things. If you want that to be your evening, if you just want to sip on something casual, grab one of these. But it's also not going to distract from whatever you're eating or anything like that. No. So if you're appreciating it's good so sushi. It's so clean in the mouth that, I mean, you could eat chicken and waffles with this and it wouldn't <laughs> distract. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Let's talk about the brewery because I think this is a weird departure in styles for them. They tend to focus more on the Belgian and on the German styles, but they went Japanese because why not? But they were, it was originally founded in 2010 by a guy named Brian Mercer. He was a sort of brewery veteran, had uh, been working in the beer industry for much of his life building a big career and then um, he decided to start this brewery. In 2016, that's when they moved to the the spot that they're at, which is basically an old warehouse, uh, sort of a Port of LA warehouse originally built by the Navy. This is it behind me. It's sort of like, you know, this giant beer hall. Yeah, that's um, dope. 
can be used as a wedding venue. If you Google search their tap room, most of what you're going to oh, find yeah. is like wedding pictures, event spaces, and yeah. concerts and such and it's just wow it's i i didn't realize how open it was that's very that's very cool it's very inviting you know yeah check it out on youtube if you haven't already but they're definitely a staple out here i mean i think that on the east coast you know having having a footprint on both sides i had never heard of them until I until I moved out here, and then it was like you know a lot of the craft beer heads that I know out here mm. would talk up Brewery West, would go out to you know try and find their beers, or go out to the brewery if they were able to, and you know just a, a long sort of variety of beer offerings and mm. a lot of creativity going on, and it's a, just a really good spot. So I had heard of them through the grapevine before they were ever a part of uh, of the show. So Californians stand up because this is your spot. But I, I very quickly just want to mention my favorite part about this whole story is before the brewery started, Brian Mercer had a career of importing Belgian candy sugar for some of the top breweries in the country. Amen. I'm going to give you one of these. My favorite beer of life of all time. Gabe knows what it is. And it uh, has uh, Sticky Monkey from Firestone Walker. Firestone Walker. And it was, I knew it was monkey something. I was like, I, if I get it wrong, he's going to yell at me. So let me think about this. <laughs> I say this every time they come up, but they are so overdue for an episode of the show. It's not even funny. And the only reason they don't have one yet is because I was really hoping someday Gabe would be out here and we could it's like always my fault. Do a whole because they just deserve they deserve the two roads treatment. You know what I mean? Like they, they deserve, do, but like you they know, deserve the I carpet have things and the, to do. <laughs> but um, they brewed a beer with Belgian candy sugar in it, and it's called Sticky Monkey, and it's my favorite beer of all time. Uh, so maybe I, you can thank Brian Mercer for it because he was very bringing it to people. So. He teamed up with his friend Dave Hollop uh, in 2016. That's when they moved to the current space. It is a uh, production brewery and tasting room that's about 26,000 square feet. Uh, 8,000 square feet of that is devoted to the tasting room, but the rest, which if you're bad at math, is 17,000 square feet. And that uh, is an outdoor courtyard and beer garden. Um, so that's fun. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what we pulled from the website of the brewery. I would love to check it out. This would be, I mean, the, this first beer is perfect for you know, grab it, go to the courtyard. Oh yeah, play a little, play a little cornhole. You know what I'm saying? Have some fun. <laughs> uh, you know, they they. But as Stephen mentioned, they f- usually focus on the Belgian style. So it's interesting and unique and fun to see them kind of branch out something like this. Yeah, uh, they tend to focus on on Belgian styles as well as Pilsners and IPAs. So I guess Belgian style ales plus German plus American. So basically everything but Japan. Uh, but then they uh. then they went to Japan for this one. So yeah, um, they also have uh, a lot of you know true Californians. They are trying to conserve energy and be yeah. uh, sustainable. They're covered with solar panels. They generate more electricity than they use. Um, so they have a lot of stats about that on their website. Not as much as other breweries we've seen, just not as much available as other breweries we've seen. But, uh, I'm sure that all of those things, you know, we don't have the numbers as much as we tend to with other breweries. Hey, honestly, if you recycle, that's better than most people. So amen, brewery West. There you go. 
So they have a seltzer brand. It's kind of a separate thing, and it's called Things for your head. Stranger uh, Things. It's trippy. I mean, I would. I clicked on it on their website, and it's like this, like, you're going to have to click on it. I don't know how to describe it. It's like this uh, trippy, like, it's a cat, and then the word Things, and I'm pretty sure there's more than one cat, and it's there's a lot of oh, colors, God. and it's oh, just, like, coming oh, wow. at me. You uh, see what I'm talking about? If you stare at it too long, it's like an illusion. Yes. Um, oh, God. But the seltzer thing is it's kind of a whole other brand. There's like Brewery West, and then there's the Things for Your Head seltzer. Uh, but they brew it there, and it's they it comes in three flavors, grapefruit, mango, and pina colada. Wow, these, these guys really like cats, huh? <laughs> there's cat on the pan. There are two-headed cats, but it looks like one if you stare at it long enough. They've got a person in a cat costume raising beer over their head. And I'm just going to keep staring at this hot optical <laughs> illusion. It's trippy. Maybe something you. will happen to me. Oh, God. I can't see. Okay. We don't, we don't have a cat drop, but we have a lion drop somewhere. We sure do. I was saving him, but he'll come back. Okay. He'll come back for the second beer. Wink, wink. Spoiler Which alert. We should get to. So do you have any other uh, thoughts you want to offer on, on the rice lager? The first one that's ever graced the hop. Congrats. I'm being our first Japanese beer ever. Listen, it's not the most popular. It's not going to get you wasted if that's what you want but the rice lager has a place in this world the rice lager is here to stay and the rice lager is good this one in particular is very good i like the florality of it i think it's very refreshing is it the first thing i'm gonna grab when i'm at the brewery probably not but you know what it's not gonna be the last thing i grab you know i i feel like it's just a good way to start the day and a good way to Good thing to drink if you're in a floaty in a pool. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's just a good reminder to me to, you know, get a flight and throw one of these in your flight. I understand if you don't want to spend, you know, you only have, you can only have so much beer when you're at a brewery. Maybe you don't want to spend 16 ounces of, of that budget on a Japanese rice lager. I get Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. But throw one of these in your flight because it's good. It's palate cleansing. This is like... The vanilla ice cream of beers. And I love vanilla ice cream. That's not, I'm not saying that's bad. I love, like, if you're having ice cream, yeah, you want all the funky flavors and stuff, but then you need a little scoop of vanilla to cut it, as Mark Marin says. And I completely agree. And so this is like that for your beer palate. It's, it really is. It's very refreshing. I feel like my mouth is cleaner now. <laughs> wait hold on you could brush your teeth or you could just drink one of these that thank they do, you yes. they do the same thing tell everyone to do this they would sell out in minutes anyway you're your were those your last thoughts yeah that'll do it great uh, all right uh so yes we have a second beer it looks really cool and like i said that lion's coming back mm, love that it is the Bounce West Coast IPA. If you're on YouTube, wow, look at this feline guy. He looks scary. He looks terrifying. But sometimes life is scary, so get over it. 
All right, so we're going back to our roots. We got our West Coast IPA. We love that style. 7.1%, 70 IBUs. Beer Advocate gave it an 88. Untapped gave it a 3.85 from the brewery. Like a true wildcat, our newest West Coast IPA leaps from taste bud to taste bud with ferocious notes of grapefruit, pine, and passion fruit thanks to the dank combination of citra, mosaic, and centennial hops. While not overpoweringly bitter, Bounce IPA maintains an approachability for every type of IPA lover dedicated to the hop wizards who pave the way for California IPAs. Amen. And uh, for those of you on YouTube, this is what it looks like. For those of you not, on the SRM chart, it's about about a five, six. It's very uh, cloudy yellow. It's not really orange, but it's more yellow. Yeah, I would say it's like a golden sunshine color. It is clear. It's not a hazy. I mean, it's cloudy, but I think that's just because it's cold for both of us. It's not a hazy IPA. It does look like the style it's supposed to look like. It poured with a about half a thumbnail of like some pillowy white foam that has oh, some I've I've got a cloud over here. Some it's decent great. retention. Yeah. Yeah, but not it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of lacing going on, which is fine. You wouldn't expect it to be too sticky or anything like that. Uh but we'll see what happens as we drink it. Now, they have this beer on tap at the brewery today and the version they're currently pouring is 6% ABV. Our oh. version was brewed in December of 2021, which makes it perfectly fine for IPAs. So get off our backs. Looking at uh, you, you know who you are. <laughs> Six months is fine for an IPA. It really, really is. They can stand the test of time. It's okay. And if you don't think so, fight me on it. I don't know. Like, comment, fine. and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> we're just, we're, you know, I think part of our show is about, is about, inclusivity right and like mm-hmm. who has like you sometimes you just don't have the the I, i'll say it the privilege to be able to drink beer constantly that was brewed a month ago not everyone has that at their disposal and there's nothing wrong with an ipa look if you're talking about certain beer styles will expire over time for sure and if this beer was brewed three years ago it wouldn't be on our show but Correct. uh a, an ipa that was brewed six months ago is fine and I'm just bringing that up to say that whatever they were brewing in December, which is the what we're drinking now, it's 7.1% ABV, is different from what's going on at the brewery today, which is a 6% ABV, but they're both the Bounce West Coast IPA, so I don't we know. We got the VIP beer. We, <laughs> we like our IPAs boozy, and also uh, 7.1 ABV, 70 IBUs, that's right in the pocket. That's a sweet spot. That's Joe Buck would call that a touchdown, right touchdown! up the middle. Touchdown! Boom. Uh, it is unbelievable. And if you smell this, I've already taken a couple sniffs. Steven, you're going to love that hoppy, just uh, fun, f- magicalness that is a hoppy West Coast IPA. I am getting also another kind of florality herbal side like the last beer we had. You know, the classics, uh, orange, lemon, grapefruit. A little bit of melon, it, it is in there, um, but it smells hoppy as hell. Yeah, I mean, this is... Woo! The reason we love West Coast IPAs is because they're old school IPAs. You know what I mean? They are what IPAs were before the hazy IPAs. And I think this is just... It's an old school IPA smell. It's it's grapefruit. It's 
a little bit of lemon. It's all of that pine sap coming through. It's the dankness of it all. It's not overly bitter. It's not like going to bite your face off, but it's definitely dank. It's got a lot of resin to it. It's got a lot of, it's got a nice blend of some tropical citrus going on, some mango, some papaya, some pineapple, but uh, those things are not dominating the bitterness of the hops. The bitterness of the hops also can come through in large part due to the centennial that's in there. We love a good centennial IPA. Who doesn't? Um, Amen. Yeah, it's got on the nose. It's it's really, really nice. It's it's just it smells like it's going to be even stronger than 7.1. I'm interested to see what the taste is going to be like. And again, for those of you who need the can, that's it's great now, but if you see this in your sleep tonight, that's going to be terrifying. So there's also like a um, a little bit of malt on the nose. I think just a touch of like some sweetness, some honey, some agave, adding to the earthiness, mm. adding to the vegetal quality of the the hops and the you know. It's just there's a lot going on on the nose. It's very vibrant, but it's yeah. This is the kind of IPA Stephen likey. No. <laughs> Well, without further ado, Brewery West, Let's do thanks it. for joining us. Mm. Oh, boy. You know, I have two more of these to my name. There you go. There you go. I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Let me try to take you through the experience of drinking a really good West Coast IPA. You take a sip and it's dry. And the first thing you get is a sweetness of the flavor and you, the beer kind of sits in your mouth for a minute as a minute as that sweetness sort of moves up the sides of your mouth and just sort of fills the whole uh, cavity that is your mouth. Uh, some grapefruit, some, you know, orange, orange peel, but it's citrus. Then you swallow it and that's where the pine sap hits. That's where the secondary notes come in. There's this like wave of some sweetness a little bit of coconut a little bit of you know vanilla and also other citrus more tropical citrus mango pineapple but it's also just tussling with the uh the bitterness of the hops the earthiness of the hops the bite of the hops it's really really good the carbonation is a little bit higher than i i might have even expected uh but it's it leaves your mouth with a nice zing and a nice bite to it i mean it leaves you definitely feeling that uh lingering hop bite and i think that it's uh it's just this beautiful interplay of sweet and bitter that i love and that i think is what misses the mark for me with a lot of the new england ipas that's why i love it so much this comes through hardcore i think it's excellent this brewery needs to hire you <laughs> for a commercial where the slow motion, they're pouring this beer. Maybe they're featuring it in some other way. Maybe a group of friends are cheersing. And then your, your like voiceover audio is in the background of like, and it fills your cavity with the blah, 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 whatever you just said, because <laughs> that would work so well. It would sell. You'd be rich off that one commercial. I'm going to start planning it. Anywho. Great. If anyone knows the marketing team at this brewery, let me know. Give me a call. I, <laughs> I agree. I think the back end bite is my favorite part. It lingers and it just tastes good. I, I don't know how else to say it. I know I'm supposed to 
be more detailed and skilled than that, but that's all I got today. I it, it's there's just something so refreshing, but also inviting about the style, this beer, the flavors. They they I feel like the flavor. I, here's something I never thought I'd say: the flavors clash in a way that I like. You know, I feel like that's, over. That's what I mean by the tussle. I think it's just like. <laughs> I'm picturing like Do boxers. The I'm picturing boxers just locked in on each other, just going back and forth with each other. And it's like over here you have the sweet citrus, over here you have the bitter. And I think when you have a New England IPA, sometimes that boxing match is mismatched. Sometimes it's like a heavyweight against like a lightweight. But this is like two just middleweights, just even even matched, just going at each other. I don't know anything about boxing, but I'm I'm doing so. my best. So no, you're you're right. So Le'Veon Bell <laughs> is the citrus, and okay. Adrian Peterson <laughs> is the bitterness. Okay, we got Thoughts? it in there. <laughs> uh, we just we we can't wait for that fight, and you should too. It might be worth buying the pay per view. <laughs> anyway, back to the beer. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's there's there's some sort of not battle, but there's some sort of you know there are so many different things, and I feel like they shouldn't work, but they do. Yeah. I think it's it's a great example of the style. Look, is it a perfect West Coast IPA? No, maybe not. But I just I I think it's a really good one. And again, I think it's old school. I think it's a throwback. And I just I will beat this drum until people start listening to me. There aren't enough West Coast IPAs on the market. We need to protect the ones that are there. Because is it just matter. me? It, it could be me. It could be the fact that we drank these in the order we did, but. I feel like it's got a similar, I, I said earlier, like herbal and florality like the rice lager. Are you getting that at all or am I just crazy? There's, there's absolutely a, a, a herbal quality to this, a vegetal quality to this. I mean, the hops mm. are, you know, we talk about the pine and stuff, but that's earthiness. There's a, a, a vegetable quality to it if you it will. just reminds and, me of the rice lager and it's very interesting it's like ooh, that yeah. probably shouldn't happen <laughs> but it I did mean, the, but it is the rice lager is way way sweeter malt wise i think the rice yeah. lager is obviously you know i mean this is redundant but the rice lager is malt forward this is hop forward uh that said i think that there are you know a similar i mean the, the rice lager had so much fruitiness on the nose too that was yeah. so stone fruity that I think like this is a nice graduation from it. These would work very well in a flight together. Oh yeah. And oh, they yeah. work for I us. I think I think I'd probably Rice Lager would definitely be the number one on the flight. Mm -hmm. I think this, depending on the other beers, and we'll get into those in a little bit, but depending on what my flight is, I feel like this would be probably third or maybe even anchor and be number four. See, um, this is I have a I have a way I flight, and it typically is something like the rice lager would be around number one. Number right. two, you've got either a Belgian or maybe mm -hmm. like a red ale coming mm -hmm. in there. You know, something oh, yeah. malty but a little bit moving heavy. The West Coast IPA is always rocking the three spot. Okay, and then we got something that came out of a barrel, Mike. Bang! Exclamation point! Holding it down at number four. Holding and they down, do yeah. have plenty of stuff that they've put in barrels before. We'll talk about that later. But we can't. That, that's, a, that's a good flight. That's a good flight. We can't get to that without first getting to the can art of this brewery. Because 
it's maybe some of the best we've ever seen. I mean, not the best we've ever seen, but it's it's up there. So it can uh, hang. So let's let's get Bob involved. Why not? Can art and crafts. Bobby, Bobby's here. Bobby actually painted these cans. It's all him. He's going to get all the credit. All right. Starting off with the Jaws rice lager, or as I like to call it, alphabet soup, because there's a bunch of stickers, but it's just the silver can with a bunch of bright, lovable stickers. I feel like I'm back in grade school learning. Let's all learn together. And again, I'm not giving it a knock for this. I think it's funny that I didn't see Jaws Rice Lager until I found out the name of it and then found it. I I didn't know what this beer was called. I was like, yeah, the one with the letters on it. I don't know. It's a sour maybe. Who knows? But it's it's fun. It's inviting. Uh, This beer and along with the other one, you know what you're getting into. Even if it's next to something else, you won't mistake it for anything. Then we got this big-ass black cat. Look at this guy. This guy, again, in your nightmare, terrifying. Right now, awesome. Another silver can, a teal kind of background with the Brewery West and yellow lettering, and then the big black cat looking happy or hungry. You decide. For people who own black cats, let me know because I don't have any, but that's what what we're at. And it's just fun. It's inviting. It stands out. It's, I mean, it's it's hard to rank these low because it's so high. And I know I've been inviting a lot of people to the club, but um, right, Jaws Rice Lager, I'm going to give you a 9.7. I think there's just, you're just slightly away from that 10 because of the, you know, there's letters and not really much else. Uh, but the cat, we love cats. I'm not going to play the lion roar. I'm going to play something else. Welcome to the club. Admission you. 10 out of 10. It's awesome. It's dope. Bob Ross is here. Bob Ross agrees. Bob Ross painted everything because he's the man. He likes cats, support animals, and recycle. These cans are going in the recycling once we're done. And that is another great edition of Can Arts and Crabs, baby! So, in terms of what's on tap, they don't act... You know Steven. Steven goes right at what's aged in a barrel. There's nothing currently on the list that is aged in a barrel on tap. But in the beer to go section, though, Aha. we have plenty <laughs> of those. <laughs> They've got a barrel-aged dead water, which I've got to be honest, when I re- first read it, I thought that they were aging their seltzer in barrels, which put me in a real bind because I was like, I don't like seltzer, but I love everything aged in a barrel. So I I would try it. I, I don't know how it. I would feel, but we would have to at least For try sure. it. Uh, that would be that would probably be another like tomato beer video sort of deal. But anyway. It'd be better than the tomato beer. But it oh, what, yeah. what it turns out <laughs> is that that is not water it's uh called dead water but it's an imperial double pastry stout that's aged for two years in whiskey barrels uh and it's a brownie batter infused pastry stout uh, that was then treated with coconut cacao nibs and vanilla and then i'll repeat put in a barrel for two years so oh uh, talk dirty to me oh my god 
Yeah. I I am looking at two in particular. One because of the name, Dog Ate My Homework. Brilliant. It's a Blackberry Saison, 7%. And then I'm also looking at a Belgian Quadruple at 11%, which is called More More. More. Pinnacle Belgian Style Obsession. And I would love that. See, that is one that I really need to get my hands on because it is a Belgian quad brewed with the Belgian candy sugar. Candy and sugar, that's yeah. what made the Sticky Monkey, and so I need to get my hands on it. And they also use their out, their own Belgian house yeast, which I'm sure is interesting. But uh, yeah, those are my two that stood out to me. And uh, I'll throw one more because there is another uh, double Imperial Stout that was aged in Elijah Craig barrels, and that's fun. Uh, but it's a dessert stout with a bunch of vanilla in it, some pistachios, giving it a nutty backbone and backbone, and then uh, notes of dark chocolate, caramel, fudge brownies. Sounds fun and delightful. So, Saharan Desert Blues. That's. I feel like we should probably mention that they do have beers that aren't above ten percent ABV. <laughs> yeah, they've they got only s- have beers that'll get you messed up. They've got some hazies. They've got a blackberry saison that you mentioned. I think they've got the uh, yep. some sours. They've got some blondes. They've got a whole. They got a pills. They got some. They've got a non-alcoholic beer. I don't remember the name of it right now. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait. Oh, for it. it's the Disco Perfect. I think there it is. Yeah, couldn't find it because I'm an idiot. Anyway, but yeah, they've got literally something for everyone, even for the people who don't drink. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if you're able to check them out, their distribution, I think, is uh, mostly West Coast-based at the moment. But, you know, come visit California, people. We are, California is open for now and here for you, and uh, it's a great place. So you should come check it out. I already told you, I'm, I'm apparently coming to Napa Valley very soon, and that's, you know... That's what we'll have to figure out the logistics of hanging out, but I'll, we'll, 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 you know, we'll figure it out. That was more a general pitch to the entire world to just come visit California because got it. Totally. California needs the publicity. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Uh, it's time for last call. Last call. So here's the thing. Sometimes it's just the headline that does it. And that's Would how you we like find to read stuff. it, Stephen? Yeah. It says it, it's it's from it's British, of course, because that's course. where most of the best stories come from. And it says man praised for saving the day after finding flustered bride <laughs> in the street. And that <sighs> immediately like before I tell you the story, I just want you, the listener, to take a moment and live in whatever's in your head right now. Because for me, it was like a lady in the middle of traffic, like traffic going by on either side. She's got like, she's in a wedding dress, but she's got like flowers in her hair. They're kind of falling out. She's a little bit frazzled. (laughs) She's just like looking in all directions. She can't find the church or any of her people. She's very flustered, but she's Uh, a little bit like, (laughs) that's not what happened, but it's funny. It's funny either way. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this guy found a flustered bride in the street. And I listen, the the article just pretty much says straight up she couldn't get a cab. Apparently, it's very hard to get a cab when you're in London. That's where this took place. 
And she needed, she was 45 minutes late. This She's the bride. She's 45 minutes late to like the wedding. Like in the gown. I mean, she's traveling in gown. She is, there's a picture of her. She's on the street. My first All question is, why, why are you far away from where you're saying your I do's? I mean. This is a traveling sort of deal? Yeah, she was trying to get, she was trying to catch a taxi to get to the church uh, apparently she prepped elsewhere. She was about 10 minutes away and she said, and apparently uh, three different cabs canceled on her when she was trying to get there. Now, what I don't really understand is the article doesn't say that she was trying to Uber, but I don't understand how a cab cancels on you. Isn't that like Uber and Lyft that do that? You can't have, a, I mean, cause cabs just pull up. What is the guy like seeing her and being like, I don't, I, I don't know. Probably he, I mean, you're in, you're a cab driver. You pull up, you see this, a uh, bride in a dress, you're probably thinking, oh, so you she, definitely take off? Got, she definitely got left at the altar. I'm not dealing with that crap. Oh, and you drive away. I didn't even think about that. That's You don't want to deal with that. You know, <laughs> you don't want to be responsible for whatever she's going to do. As well, far as we know, the wedding went through. It's yeah, there's this is a good story. Uh, there was a there was a driver. He shared this story on TikTok, of course, uh, but his name is Mark Steen Adamson. And he uh, found her um, first. He filmed her uh, with his phone, which I, I love that he took that step before pulling up and it started to save the dick day. Move and he ended <laughs> he up a like, hero. LOL. Look at this. All right, I'm gonna look go at save her, her now. You suck. And then he's like, All right, I'll help her out. But he was just driving by to meet some friends. He saw her. Uh, he said that he saw a bride looking confused and flustered. Uh, and then he, um, oh, he even says, I thought it would be a great shot seeing her cross the road in her full attire. Wow. <laughs> this, this guy had no, in, and, and that's what the article says. Like he's being praised. Like he had no intention of like doing the right thing. He was like, I'm trying to get some hits. He, uh, the bride's name is Anastasia. And he basically, basically he picked her and her friends up. Uh, and took them to the church where she said the old, uh, the old I do. And old he I do. got her there in one piece and dress intact. But I mean, when you hear the, when you hear the words flustered bride in the street, it's just, it's too it's, good to pass up. In the street is what does it for me. Cause flustered bride, I mean, you know, I've never been a bride, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. But I'm, I can imagine that on your wedding day, it's a little stressful. You got to worry about 18 million different things and yada, yada, yada. It's, you know, for some people, it's the day they've been dreaming about their whole life. Absolutely. So when you hear flustered bride, I think like, well, yeah, who's not flustered? But flustered bride in the street, that's what got me. That's what made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, good for her. Congrats, Anastasia. Uh, I don't even know when this happens. Um, look, we get a lot of this news from the mirror and they don't give a lot of dates. And for all we know, this could have been a year ago, but Who cares? Uh, they wrote this about it great. and it's funny and it made me laugh. And there's a video of it on the internet. So, so here's the other thing though. It says very clearly she was about 10 minutes away from the church. Yes. Maybe walk. I don't. I don't. Maybe maybe light jog. I don't get a get a run in before you say your I do. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to run in heels, but yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know her life or her story, but I. This is kind of like 
putting the suit jacket on before you arrive at the venue. You know what I mean? Like, I would hold on to the dress and maybe get to the venue and then throw it on in a bathroom. So, like, or, or I don't know how. Maybe this is normal. I don't. But but in, you in didn't a plan stall, this. in one stall, you're like, hold on, I gotta go get my bride, my dress. Let but, me get. Is there anyone? Hello, is there anyone in here? I haven't been to a lot of weddings, but I've been to some, and usually the bride and the bridal party don't they like show? I mean, at one I went to, they showed up on like a train they had chartered. Uh, yeah. But usually it's like a limo. There's some sort of car involved. I mean, don't you plan this at least like? It doesn't matter if it's mama's minivan. At least you have an idea of like, oh, how we're getting to the church. You need some wheels. You, you don't need leave something. it to Uber. <laughs> no, God, no. You don't trust Uber in this scenario. This is your wedding day. Uh, direct, direct quote. Please hurry up, she adds. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, that's a, that to me, that's a big ask. If you got into a stranger's car, the only thing you should be saying is thank you so much. Not yeah. drive faster. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much, and please go to where I'm asking you to go. Please don't stop for a sandwich. Anastasia, I think you're a little bit um, – I think that's asking a lot. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but Hey, at least you have a good story. You at know? least you have a good story. You're a TikTok sensation for a minute. You're in the mirror. Congrats. And you made it to the hop. And I'm sure I mean, she's listening now. She looks like a the, beer drinker. That's what's really going to help your TikTok. You made it on the hop, you know, episode 120. Check it out. You you made it. Okay. Uh, wow. We must be off into the world. Uh, brewery West. Thank you. Another stop out in California. Another great brewery out in California. Check them out if you can. Their beers are great. Uh, and Gabe and I will be back in two weeks with another brand new episode of the hop until then we have your thir- uh, throwback thursday hit us up on the socials i'm at shakespeare escape is at gabriel 67 i think our emails. throwback thursday should be maui or unless we've already done maui because they're about to buy another brewery we see the thing is i don't want to keep throwing up the brewery that might buy the brewery <laughs> And That's what makes it X. funny, though, because next in two weeks is going to be somebody else. We it's just keep be trying great. to chase them <laughs> <laughs> until eventually we're like, all right, we'll just do modern times. Let's I screw feel it. like we've done Maui. Soon. I don't know. We'll have to check. We'll get our uh, dealer's our choice team of crack producers on it. But there we go. We'll see you in two weeks uh, in August, I think. Oh, uh, my God. Until then, drink good beer. Flying by. Uh, love each other. Be well. And uh, yeah. Say something nice. We love you guys. Peace out. Cheers.